Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, friends. I'm Eric Olson, publisher, founder, dog catcher, floor washer of Blog Critics Online Magazine. How you doing out there? Very excited to be here on BC Radio Live for another show. We're starting at 6 o'clock now, in case you'd missed the memo. It's about our third week, I think, third, fourth week. And we're getting into that groove. It's so nice to start the show three hours earlier. We're here every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. And I interview various cool guy members, authors, musicians, entertainment folk, writers, whomever the case may be. And then at 6.30, I'm joined by Philip Wynn and Lisa McKay from Blog Critics. And we talk about, ah, guess what? Blog Critics. It's a lot of fun. This week we will not have any particular guests, although people are always welcome to call in at our phone-in number of 646-595-3195. And uh, again, people are always welcome to call in on that number. But tonight we'll be talking about, we're super excited about the redesign. Blog Critics goes live on Monday. First real total ground-up redesign Ever really, and so uh, it's a it's an amazing thing. But before we talk about that, I am very excited. I'll tell you what I'm I'm sitting here pretty red faced because I I have to admit I had not listened to the new Wussy album yet, and I just sat here and listened to it most of it got through most of it. I was going real quick, fast forward, fast forward, and I'm telling you, it's as good as they say. It's a wonderful, amazing, marvelous thing. It's right in my personal. Wheelhouse going all the way back. Uh, I, su- I suppose the progenitors would be, the obvious would be Velvet Underground, but all kinds of real cool guitar-oriented indie rock bands between them, between the Velvets and Wussy, and and here they are right in my home state, well, sort of home state, my where I live now, state of Ohio, down in Cincinnati, and I believe we have on the line with us Lisa and Chuck from Wussy. Is that true? It is. Yep. And you're both on the same. I can hear you. I, are you guys on the same line, or are you conferencing, or how, how are we handling this? We'll say we're conferencing. All it's, right. It's a it's a three way call. It's our it's our first successful three way call. Well, it is successful. You know how I know because I can hear you. <laughs> and that and that's how it works. So as I was just saying. Hey, I, I just got through most of the CD, and uh, between the MP3s you whipped on over, and and uh, and digging the CD up. As as I think I mentioned, or if I didn't, I will. We are things have just been utterly insane for the last well month, but especially the last week because we're preparing for our our big cool guy redesign launch on Monday, and it has oh, cool. been it has been really hectic and uh just lots of stuff going on but anyway that should not and does not detract from the fact that this is a great record is it out yet or or when does it come out if it's not out yet to the public oh uh, i think it came out tuesday actually so it is out yeah so it just it was it, it's been really it was it, it actually been out in cincinnati for about a month but nationally it just came out this week so Wow. Well, it is it is really great. Like, you know, the uh, I don't want to be too clichéd or obvious about references, but man, I I sure heard some of my absolute favorite groups of the last 20 years or so 
Um, and, and and hidden in there, I know you guys are getting away from Chuck comes from the Ass Ponies, which is a group I really loved. I'm I'm a real big fan of of cow punk uh, uh, or uh, you know alt country, however however you want to refer to it. That's a good term for it. <laughs> Cow punk. I, like I love cow punk. That yeah. was, remember that song oh, by do. Scott Goddard? You guys remember that song? It's been a while. Oh, it's been <laughs> yeah. a really long while. It was it was the eighties, and 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 he never really did anything else. But uh, I, I think he was from L.A. He was definitely definitely from Southern California. And out of nowhere came this great song talking about him coming out of Bakersfield, you know, uh, and and cow punk, and it was it was somewhat. Punkish, not really. It was more. It was actually more, more uh, electro pop. But it had a, it had a, a, a cow. It had a country feel, and it was real funny. And and the name really stuck with me as far as I think he was in. I think he was in the Surf Punks. I, that, I think that's where Scott Goddard came from. He was a member of the Surf Punks. And anyway, one wow. great tune. And and I've I've thought of that. You know, as a fairly broad probably term for the genre ever since you know going back to rank and file man i remember going to uh to the palomino in north hollywood to watch rank and file i'm sure you guys probably <laughs> probably remember them yeah yeah they came from the dills didn't they they sure did absolutely very yeah, good yeah 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 i'm from la originally and then uh moved to ohio uh moved to cleveland area for uh high school and college uh well obviously my my parents moved, and I went to high school and college. In fact, not too far from you guys, I went to Wittenberg in Springfield. Oh yeah! Hey, I went to Cedarville. <laughs> Did you? I, just, uh, I yeah, just just down the road from Wittenberg. Actually. It is. It is. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I remember going there. We had to go to Wittenberg to watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I remember going there. I can't remember to do what. I've been. I've been out of school for a while. I, 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 you could have gone there to get saved or to have your heavier feet <laughs> or something. Maybe I did go to get saved. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful countryside. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saved there uh, one weekend. Um, so maybe that yeah, was Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you know, we, we all go through lots of things. I, I have no regrets. So anyway, uh, I've uh, been back here for a long, long time. And in fact, here's the real Cincy Cincinnati connection, uh, besides the fact that I hung out there, you know, a fair amount, because it was certainly the nearest real big city. Columbus was still, you know, kind of like Ohio State and state government, and that's right. kind of all I thought of it at that time. You know, this is the 70s, late 70s when I was in college, so, I mean, it is a while ago. So to get a real big city, you know, we'd go to Cincinnati. But both of my older children... Uh, one has already graduated. One graduates in, you know, a month and a half from uh, UC, University of Cincinnati. Yep, oh, I, graduated, I graduated from UC as well. So I have a fine arts degree, which is... That's exactly what my daughter's degree is in, fine arts and art well, history. Well, I'm sure hers is more useful than mine. I don't want to scare you, Dad. <laughs> well, she's, I, she's doing remarkably well with it, actually. She graduated now... Well, it'll be two years ago, uh, you know, coming up graduation time. And she's put in some time, I guess she's about halfway to a master's in art therapy, but she's on a break from that right now. And she, and she just had her, her, she has had two in a row um, 
gallery showings at the same place. But right. You know, oh, wow. Yeah, Please. it's amazing. We God, we went up there. This is up in uh, the the new kind of newish, um, gentrifying um, Collinwood section of Cleveland. There's a bunch of art galleries there, and that's where the Beachland Ballroom is. I don't know. Have you guys played there? Yeah, we yeah. played there quite a bit. Not the ballroom, really. We play the tavern, but still. You know. Well, you know the play, you know the area then. Yeah, she's at a yeah, gallery yeah. that's literally across the street there. It's called Waterloo Seven. And she's just uh, in her second, uh, having her second in a row uh, showing there. And it's, yeah, boy, it's oh, it's very exciting. It's so really anyway, cool. back to you guys. Let's talk it's about you guys. bohemian part of town. <laughs> okay. Yes, anyway. it is bohemian, and it's uh, it's it's artifying. Oh, but it's also a Slo- Slovenian, as I recall. I think there's a like a Slovenian workers' union right there. I always look forward to seeing that when we play there for some reason. Because we don't well, have any Slovenian workers' unions in Cincinnati. Don't you now? I guess it would be the German workers' union. Yeah, the Germans, I think, I think, I think <laughs> the Germans kind of run everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm part German, so I guess I can say. Well, I'm, I'm one-eighth German, so I'm allowed, you know, to uh, mm-hmm. to triumph in that. Yeah, in fact, the Beachland Ballroom itself was, you know, remodeled, refashioned out of another Slovenian hall of some sort, so it was it was oh, cool. it was a yeah, hardcore Slovenian still, area. The murals are still up in the ballroom, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. Together. You are exactly right. All right, so let's talk about uh, how you guys uh, got together in the first place. I guess it goes back to '01. I want you to talk about that, and and then we can get into uh, the music a bit. I real like I said, I, I don't want to sound uh, disingenuous because I'm not. I, I love the sound. I love the male-female interplay. Um, you guys taking leads, uh, you know, on various songs, but then singing together. Real, that oh, that part you. really reminds me of, of Yola Tango, but... Um, oh, wow. Well, that's, that's, we'll take that. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I, I think that that's, you know, that they're obviously an influence, and like you noted, the the Velvet Underground, but also I think the band, too, because with the vocals, um, the way that they always stagger their vocals, it's not even really something that you can mimic. It's just sort of a, a way of singing. I've always enjoyed that, how, you know, they sort of just came in where it felt right, and not everybody came in at the same time, but it sounded good, you know? I I, I always admired that. And I think, Chuck, you're a, you've always kind of been that way. You used to try to throw people off, um and bands, as I recall, by singing at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like singing off the beat to piss the drummer off and, you know, try to screw everybody. In. Staggered vocal entry. I like that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean about the band. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had every single guy in the band, I think other than maybe, what, the organ player? I don't Did Garth sing? Yeah. Garth Hudson didn't sing. Actually, Robbie Robertson didn't sing much, and and they live they would actually turn his mic off on stage because <laughs> he wasn't exactly the greatest singer. Because as a singer, because as a singer, he's a great guitar player. Oh, exactly, and a, and a brilliant songwriter as well. So it's like he, he didn't have to sing really. And um, a ranger. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and their vocals, I just always loved the way they, you know, they, they just sort of piled them on and, and kind of came in and out whenever they wanted to and stuff, and I always thought that was brilliant. You know. 
pretty untraditional uh, for for working in such a quote unquote you know traditional Americana format. Their approach really was yeah. quite untraditional. That that's a very interesting point. I had not well, thought of that. Makes them, so you know they're so they're so relevant still. You know they're not because they weren't. Like you said, they are very traditional, and they're mining very traditional territory, but they do something with it that's so original and just so of them, well, it, you know? It's like it's pretty much timeless. I mean, it, 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 it can come out now and still be like, wow, listen to this. You know, it, it, it doesn't yeah. really, you know. Um, I wonder, where do you think it, they would be, where would they, how would they be marketed now, I wonder? Because you, you don't really. because. Yeah, you're right. I th- well, because they changed things, you know, because without the band, the band made it possible for, you know, a whole genre of bands after that. Because in some ways, you know, between the band and Neil Young and, you know, a couple of other very, you know, important early bands in of that ilk, you know, you have the AAA radio format, you know, in some ways you have, and that's what, and that's what made, what made it possible. To, you know, that, that whole, you know. Oh yeah, Hanson the Birds and 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 Graham Parsons and and that. Yep. Most of the time, the band wasn't quite as overtly country. They were sometimes, but not quite as overtly. Yeah, they 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 had a foot in it, but you're right. Yeah, they didn't. You know, almost um, more folkish tradition. Yeah, they almost. I mean, they they kind of like she said, they almost started a new genre. It's like they they kind of exist. They had their, they were sort of in lots of different realms, and so lots of different people could enjoy them. People from different, you know, um, musical taste could actually listen to the band. But and, they always uh, sounded like themselves, ultimately. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I just watched. I just watched um, um, the Scorsese uh, concert film. Oh, the Last Waltz. Yeah, Last Waltz. I like. Once again, brain fart. Uh, recently, maybe a month ago or something, on uh, it's out now on Blu-ray, I think. I'm trying to think of it, or if it was HD. Cool. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, that's already 30 years old, but, I mean, it, it felt, and, and they look pretty young. It was really weird that they were talking about quitting, you know, and that, and that it was a look back, yeah. right, over, over almost 20 years at that point. They, I think they got together in the early 60s. Uh, to back uh, uh, Ronnie well, Hawkins, and uh, I think that, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say it was an odd job, atmosphere, <laughs> and yet, you know, such a, a, a fresh musically, you know, fresh document, and doesn't feel dated at all. Thirty years later, and yet here they were, that young, you know, already looking back. That was, you know, supposedly the end. I, I don't. I guess Robbie hasn't. Play, really played with him again since then, I don't think. Uh, no, no, he hasn't. Actually, there's a bone of contention between him and Liv on Helm because uh, the rest of the band really didn't want to quit. Uh, it was it was Robbie Robinson that wanted to quit, and, and they sort of had to go along with it because, you know, I mean, what choice did they have, you know? Well, that's enough about those old farts. Let's talk about you guys. In fact, let's take a listen to Happiness Bleeds from the new self-titled <laughs> wussy album that rocks
Loving it, rocking it hard. What a great tune. I'm assuming that's Chuck on the lead vocal. Hello? Uh-oh, looks like I lost him. <laughs> how, how did I do that? I wonder I wonder if that was my fault. I, I currently have no caller on the line. Well, while we're waiting for Lisa and Chuck to call back, and, and I hope they do quite quickly, that was Happiest Bleeds. From the new Wussy, the self-titled Wussy CD, the album just came out, uh, I guess, Tuesday. And what a great tune. I'm kind of wondering, I want to talk to him what that song is about exactly. It's, it, there's, there's a dark side to the album. It's, it's definitely not all sweetness and light. And I was thinking as I was listening to it before the show, uh, I was thinking in many ways, Wussy really is a quintessential Cincinnati band. Because you have you have a hint of the country flavor, which is, is certainly predominant down there. You know, uh, I've heard of this many times, and it makes a lot of sense to me that Cincinnati is the northernmost southern city, and it really is. I mean, uh, I, I have good friends from Wittenberg who went there, and all of them have a at least hint of an accent. Some have even more than a hint of a southern accent, and. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's it, it the, the sensibility is is southern. You know, uh, musically though, you have this really interesting combination. You had King Records uh, down there, uh, which was one of the great R and B soul labels. And I see that they're back. I hope. Is it? Yep, legal? we're here. Sorry, it just quit and you were gone. You guys like go to the bathroom or something, Ami? Yeah, I went to the bathroom on myself. <laughs> Yeah, mine was metaphorical, but yours was perhaps physical. Uh, so anyway, we heard Happiness Bleeds. Did you hear any of your own song, Happiness Bleeds? I, we heard about the first four seconds, and then it quit. i got to call Lisa back, though, because she's not there anymore. Hold on a second. Oh. Okay. Well, while you do that, I will keep babbling. What I'm saying is, is in many ways, to me, Wussy seems like a kind of quintessential... Cincinnati band. Uh-oh, we lost Chuck again. I see. I, maybe they can connect first and then call back. Because uh, because they draw together these these kind of disparate, uh, but again, quintessential Cincinnati elements. You got the southern uh, slash country sort of feel. But then you also have a, a strain that's kind of the Afghan Wigs mode. And that's a really uh, angular kind of rock. It's definitely an indie angular rock, um, kind of riff-based, not super obviously melodically, um, but, uh, r- you know, v- really interesting. And, and there's, a, there's a band sound that comes kind of right – I'm sure there's a road. I'm not sure what that road is. I'll have to look on a map that just runs down from Cincinnati down, you know, Louisville, Nashville. And there is that sort of angular indie, kind of a hard-edged rock band sound from bands that come from those towns. And I'm thinking specifically of Afghan Wigs, probably is the biggest and most popular out of Cincinnati that has that sound. But now uh, we have Wussy, and uh, very interesting. This is their fourth album, and 
based on on what I recall, uh, I do have at least I think two of the previous albums, and I, I didn't get a chance to re-listen to them. But from what I recall, and and reading some quick reviews of the new one, this one, this new one, really does kind of draw together elements of the previous sound. Uh, it's it's uh, more melodic than than some of their previous sound and yet it, it also still rocks real hard uh, as we heard and let's try once again to bring in our friends <laughs> sorry no it's problem our hillbilly, it's our hillbilly tin can phones it's just... <laughs> well have you been able were you hearing my um uh, elevated critical discussion of you guys over the last few minutes since uh no we couldn't hear anything we heard like the first four seconds of Happiness Bleeds, and we haven't heard anything since. So it's like, Great tune. I'm assuming that's you on lead, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my deep sex voice. It is, and, and, and I'm hearing more of the country influence on that one, but, but really just on oh, the vocals. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, Southern Ohio, can't help it. That's what I was saying. What I, what I was saying here, and I won't repeat myself too much, is in some ways you guys are, are 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 kind of a quintessential Cincinnati band because there is a country influence, but then you also have that kind of that angular kind of harder edged indie rock sound that was you know is probably most most exemplified or most popularly exemplified by by an Afghan wigs type sound. So it's a really interesting combination, and then and then not so much you know not necessarily Cincinnati or or anywhere else, but I suppose. I suppose definitely very American is, is some of the bands we were talking about earlier. Who are actually, who are all I think pretty East Coast between Yola Tango and the Feelies. Love the Feelies. Hear, hear the Feelies and you guys. Um, maybe more so now than than previously. And uh, oh, cool. oh, oh, any number of others. We mentioned the Velvet Underground, of course. But every band that ever was since 19, uh, you know, 68 or so. Is is one way or another, I think, influenced by the Velvets. But man, I love that tune. And in fact, I, I don't think me playing the song had anything to do with you dropping out. I I hope not, anyway. But let's try another one. Uh, okay. Let's try another one. If we disappear, then it's the curse. You know? Yeah, it's the curse. Let's try "Little Paper Birds" from the brand new Wussy self-titled. Love it, digging it hard, and you know, you know who, who that one sounds like. What did I just do? There we go. Uh, 
I'm thinking a Luna when I hear that one. I love Luna. Do you guys know Luna? Sweet. Oh, cool. I actually prefer the Galaxy 500, but yeah, I like Luna. I hear that a lot, but you know, you guys are elitist. <laughs> you elitist. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that's a very different sound from Happiness Bleeds. That that's very firmly in that sort of angular ballad, angular guitar ballad tradition that I I love. I thought of another band, Papas Fritas. Have you heard them? Yep, I've heard of them. I don't know that I've ever heard anything, but it also male female, a little poppier than you guys, a little a little more overtly poppy, but. You know, kind of similar instrumentation, similar approach. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the lyrics. How 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 do those come together? There's there's a fair amount of darkness here. Uh yeah, you know, it, uh, it, it, there is. I, I I guess. I mean, I we've we've discussed it in other interviews. It's like I don't think that we see our stuff as nearly as dark and depressing as other people tend to, but I, I can see why. I mean, you know. Oh, I didn't say depressing. <laughs> I'm not going to get depressed. But but there's a hint of darkness. Is it is it age? Is is it? Uh, well, it is, could be with me. I can't imagine this <laughs> with Lisa. But uh, but uh, you know, um, general outlook. I guess. I mean, I've got a picture of myself in kindergarten that pretty much sums up my entire outlook. At you know, I, I look. My kindergarten picture looks like a cross between, um, you know, losing your parents in a house fire and smelling a fart or something. <laughs> that is so funny. We our our youngest son. I got well. I told you I got the two older kids, uh, almost twenty five and almost twenty two, and then uh, and and then have a second set, a nine year old girl and a five year old boy, and and the, are literally the birth picture, you know, the first picture they take uh, of Alex, the five-year-old. I mean, he looks just like you said. He's pissed. He's smelling a fart. He's like, what the hell? What am I doing out here? It's cold. This is bright. It's ridiculous, man. Put me back where I belong. Yeah. I thought Chuck's granddaughter was born. Who's in charge here? Yeah, I just, um, I've got a granddaughter that, uh, was born three almost four months ago, I guess. And, uh, well, congrats! Yeah, she, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, my daughter is twenty-five, so I have a uh, daughter the same age as your oldest. And, yeah. Um, I became a grandfather, so and well, she's, congratulations. Yeah, she's, carrying, she's carrying on the Cleaver tradition, you know, just a grumpy little muppet, you know. <laughs> now, how? I guess we still really haven't said. Uh, how, Oh, and before we do that, I, I wonder how did you guys? I was, I was interested how you guys came together. Came, you know, obviously there's some some differences and age differences and whatnot. How you guys, you know, formed the unit. But before we do that, we got to tell people because we haven't done it yet. Your site is www.wussymusic.com. Great site, lots of good information, tour stuff, and, and we should mention that too. Do you have a tour coming up here? Yeah, we do. We actually. do. We do. Um, I uh, I actually I was thrilled to hear about your unveiling of your new site because I know how thrilling that is because we just did it with ours so I'm glad you mentioned it. Of <laughs> course, yeah, we're, we're wonderful. Going, we're going out. Um, we're going out in May and June, and uh, we're going to do a lot of Midwest and East Coast states. So we're doing, you know, of course Cincinnati and Cleveland, Chicago, New York, uh, D.C. We're trying to get Baltimore right now. Uh, we just got one added in St. Louis. Um, 
so we're just we're just trying to we're just trying to get out and about as much as we can this summer. And then in the fall, Chuck and I are going as a duo over to the UK um for about a week. So Very exciting. Wow. Exciting. That'll yeah. be neat. Have you guys played there yeah, before? We're, no, I haven't. Neither of us have actually. The no? Aquinas were no. gonna go and they had a lineup change right when they were gonna go on tour and they never got to go, so Wow. Well, that will be very exciting, and I'm sure you guys will find a, a brand new audience. Hey, uh, hard to believe we're running out of time here. We can run a bit over. I'm just going to talk to Philip and Lisa for the last half hour. Haha. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I really want to emphasize uh, how much I like this, and and, and it really is kind of it's not, it's not fair because you guys are kind of working in some of my favorite territory. But man, you you do it really well, and and I really hope this one catches on. I hope you really find your audience because I think you deserve a, a very wide and broad audience for this. It's a really really good record. Oh, that's very sweet. Well, thank you. My yeah, thank you very much. My pleasure. I will be finishing it. I didn't hear the last I think four songs, and uh, after we after we are off the air, I will I will be checking out those last ones. Uh, I suppose for the benefit of our audience, and that's that's really what it's all about. Let's take a little listen. We got a we got a third song here, Muscle Car. We're kind of I think this is a you guys picked three good songs to kind of hear the the widths and breadths of the of the wussy sound. But let's check out a little bit of Muscle Car. Wonderfulness from Wussy Muscle Car. Be sure to check out their website, www.wussymusic.com. And I believe we now have Lisa on the line. Are you there, Lisa? I am indeed. Yes, How I are you? Am. How are you? Have you listened to any of the Wussy? Were you able to? I, ch- I just caught the, the last couple of seconds. I, I've practically just gotten in the door from work. So I've. I've not had a chance to listen to the first part of the show. All right. Well, I was going to say it's it's uh, geographically and probably stylistically right in uh, some of the stuff you like. Uh, we were comparing them to Yola Tango, the Feelies, and uh, uh, Galaxy 500 slash Luna, all all East Coast. Uh, I think greater New York area bands, but mm-hmm. but they're from Cincinnati and uh, and in some ways a quintessential Cincinnati band as well. So I will be bidding them farewell. Thanks a lot, guys. Chuck and Lisa really enjoyed talking with you. Sorry that we had any technical issues. I'm not sure 
on on what end that occurred. But you know, it just gave me a, more of a chance to to blab about how cool you guys are. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. And I'm seeing that Beachland Ballroom show in June. I I'm absolutely going to be up there to check that out. All right on. Good. So. Good luck with the tour. Good luck with the album. Have a lot of fun when you play as a duo in the UK. That will be very exciting, I'm sure. And and uh, you, I'm sure you guys will find a new audience. So, uh, again, really recommend the new Wussy self-titled album. Just came out yesterday and has uh, has little chickies on the cover. And it is it is really some very, very high-quality fine stuff that I highly recommend. And once again, can't say it enough, check out their website, and that is www.wussymusic.com. Thanks a lot, Chuck and Lisa from Thank the you. van. <laughs> Farewell. All right, Lisa McKay. Yes, sir. Back to you. And looks like we got Philip now as well. So let's let's bring him on here. Yes, up. indeed. Hello, hello, hello. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> no problem. We were running a bit over. Um, their their phone dropped out about halfway through, and they had to figure out how to call back. And you know, it just gave me more time to babble. But man, I really, I, I have to admit, I put off till <laughs> till very recently, like you know, an hour before the show, to check out the new Wussy album, but it's really, really good. I think, were you listening at all? Were you able to listen, Philip? No, I'm sorry. That's, that's uh, why, no. I didn't, why I didn't I think, call I it. I think both of you guys, both of you guys will like it quite a bit. It's um, really? guitar, double guitar rock in a sort of world-weary vein. Um, they, they come from, the lead singer was, was in the... Uh, well, the male lead singer Chuck was in the Ass Ponies, which was a real good kind of cow oh, yeah. punk, you know, definitely country rockish, cow punkish kind of band. They're they're not nearly as country as the Ass Ponies were, but you, I mean, you hear a little bit of it in in his voice, a little bit in his just inflections. But they're they're much more. They have more to me, kind of a an East Coast sound. We were comparing them to the Feelies and Luna. Yola Tango, and even, you know, all the way back to, to Velvet Underground. But anyway, real good songwriting, uh, very interesting. Uh, melodically, it's about half, uh, you know, kind of guitar, indie, balladish kind of slower stuff, and, and about half real rocking-type material. Really good album. We'll see. So anyway, we got some real, real big things going on on blog critics and lisa why why don't you uh sort of uh lead things off for us well you know we're getting we're getting ready to unveil exciting stuff next week um which is why philip's busy like 24 <laughs> hours a day these days probably why yeah. he's like five minutes late getting here um and I don't know how much detail you want to go into that uh, tonight, Eric. Um, are we are we holding any of the exciting stuff back? Oh, I I I don't really think we're going to lose anything telling people because it's really in the seeing. Seeing is believing is what it's it's yeah, all about. And that happens on Monday. But yeah, I mean, I think we can talk about it. I'm trying to put together. I kind of had a brainstorm last night. Just it just 
struck me, and I, I keep noticing because you know I get all this stuff, uh, all these emails uh, is one source, and then just me just you know looking around and being uh, being interested in the media and how the media covers things and just what's going on. But I keep seeing uh, Obama uh, presented in ways I just don't really remember any other president, or at least not any president for quite a while. Um, you know, maybe in some ways going all the way back to to Kennedy, but you know, like he's going to be a, he's going to be on the cover of a magazine shirtless, the president of the United States. Yeah, what was that like Washington Magazine or something like that? A local. Yeah, I, I, I saw I saw I something even, about that earlier today. I didn't even see you know what which one it was. I just saw it. It was maybe it was on CNN. It was probably probably on the crawl, you know, on CNN. Right. Obama to appear shirtless in a magazine. I'm slightly <laughs> alarmed by that. It's bizarre. <laughs> you know. Well, well, I've seen the picture they're planning to use, and at least he looks good. Well, I I don't think he would allow it if he didn't. You know, look pretty good. <laughs> Oh come on, we have free press in this country, don't you know? Yeah, well, but not not that he posed for, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, true enough. True he enough. had to agree to that. So anyway, that and and then I just keep getting bombarded. Like, um, I'll, I'll get um, you know, some some R and B. Not always R and B. It could be I don't even know why I said that. It could be, I, I think the one I saw today was R and B. But you know, it could be any musical style. Um, you know, uh, should be Obama's new theme song, that kind of stuff, or a tribute to Obama. I get, I see that all the time, and you know, just just the 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 volume of coverage and the tenor of the coverage, and it, I was just thinking, you know, his role in the popular culture uh, is, uh, I think, unique, and and. The fact that he is so prevalent in so many different places, so many different kinds of outlets. So what I want to do, and, and I'm kind of still waiting to gauge the level of interest. I've finally had a, a few people checking in. I'm sure that will be enough to get it started. It's really a function of how, however many other people participate I will have to do less, but I've already sort of committed myself to it. Uh, you know, committed myself to participating. But I want to do, um, you know, our lead, probably our lead story, if if we can bring it, pull it off, and and if it make it be good, because that's you know fairly relevant. It's got to be good. Uh, but talk about that. Talk about Obama's role in the popular culture and and how it's different, how it's uh, new, and you know. Our, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my perception is is different. Maybe maybe it's not all that different. Maybe his his uh, how he is portrayed, his presence in the popular culture isn't all that different. But I mean, my perception is that it is, and uh, I, I just want to kind of you know follow that and pursue that. And the name I had, which kind of has a combination of 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 being slightly provocative. Uh, but but I think if we present it right, it, people won't get unduly pissed off. Is abomination because man, this is an abomination right now. You know, he, the guy is everywhere. And so but I, I saw wanna... your uh, I saw your note this afternoon, and as soon as I saw abomination, I thought, boy, we're going to get our right wingers and our left wingers writing for this feature because, well. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that some of our right wing uh, writers will take a little different twist on that than uh, than the left wingers will. Well, I would imagine, but the idea is, I mean, you can't completely divorce, you know, the standing president from politics. But my idea is to is to 
present this as uh, you know in, in a non-political manner, more of an observational sure. manner. Uh, but I think you're right. Certainly, people's predisposition will will color uh, how they approach it. But uh, yeah, I think it could be really interesting because it's it, it's so early on. The timing's good too because it's it's the hundred days tomorrow. I think marks the hundredth day, so that happens to just coincide nicely with our our redesign on Monday. But, uh, you know, it, it's early on. So I, I, anyway, I mean, maybe I just haven't seen it, but I haven't really seen that kind of coverage. People talking, you know, trying to do kind of a an overview a survey of of how he is being portrayed and, 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 and just, you know, where all the different odd places that he is appearing and the way he is appearing. How do you see all these ads everywhere for the coins? And I mean, it's just endless. I mean, does that make sense, that, that idea for the story? I yeah, think it makes me. a great deal of sense, and I, I think I think you've really put your finger on on kind of an important aspect of of his at least this early stage of his presidency. Who knows if this will wear off? But I think he's kind of like our first uh, cool president. You know? Exactly, I mean, he's a rock star, man. He's young enough that <laughs> um, you know, like young people relate to him as sort of like if if not a father figure then at least kind of like a cool older brother figure or you know the cool youngish uncle figure and you know he's very plugged into contemporary culture in a way that I think most presidents have not been just by virtue of their age and he really does seem to be cropping up in places where you don't expect to see the president of the United States. And I think that the jury's probably going to be out for a while on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but certainly he and his family have been very, very visible since he took office. And uh, I think they've, uh, they've caught the public imagination in any number of ways. So I think it will be very, very interesting to see how our writers approach this. Yeah, well, and of course, it would be wondrous of uh, if you guys could in any way participate. What I'm thinking is, is, you know, this can be a lot of short things. I mean, you know, if people can definitely focus on just kind of like one specific iteration. You know, the survey oh, well, can come from from the whole story. I don't. No one. No one person has to write it so much in survey form. I imagine I will. You know, try to piece it together and and look over what comes in, and then and then do a summary kind of intro thing. I, I think that's how I see my role on this, uh, because it certainly interests me, of course. But yeah, I mean, it'd be great if you guys uh, have a chance to uh, to pop anything in on that, because it, it, like I said, it can be short. It can be you know, paragraph or two, just just something you have noticed, um, you know, specifically. Um, yeah, well, I, I just thought of mine, but you know, I, I can't really say. I don't want anybody else to write it. Ah, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you keep, you keep that sucker under wraps. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. No, we, we don't have to give away the store there. So, what else is going on? You know, you know, I, I had wanted uh, again, kind of last minute when I saw when I was doing the updating the the spotlight and boy that's something that's going to be changing i'm i'm real excited yep. about that the the whole spotlight promo system is going to change 
and we'll be doing less volume of it, at least in the main spotlight, the front page, and and uh, a portion of that front page spotlight will also appear toward the bottom of all article pages. So I'm, I'm real excited about that. I think having you know fewer uh, stories that we're spotlighting at any given time will yield a lot more attention. Um, I think I think on the spotlight in general, uh, but obviously to those individual stories that are selected too. And uh, right. I think it'll be a lot more meaningful for stories to be selected. Now, uh, I'm not I'm not sure you, if you know this, either one of you. Do you know how many areas, how many slots, individual articles now will be uh will be spotlighting on the new site? I just uh, just came, ran this count uh, a couple days ago. Well, if you include the the section pages, I, I imagine it's yep. rather high. Yeah, forty four. Wow. <laughs> wow. And they they should theoretically all or pretty close to all update every day. So uh, wow, we, we might have quite a, a little bit of overlap there, but yeah, because uh, we'll certainly most of those will, will be on the individual section pages, and obviously they will pertain specifically to that section. But, uh, you know, we certainly will want to kind of have a, a bubble up, in, in essence, system where where the main spotlight, the front page and, and, and article, bottom of the article spotlight, uh, you know, we want to reflect the very hottest or most popular. I mean, that, one of the things I've had to do, and I finally got it turned in today, so I'm curious, interested to see Dave's feedback, but I had to come up with a – you know, kind of a policy of of how how do we select these spotlights, these promo spots, and it, it's really a variety of of things that we're trying to do. There's the the kind of the obvious spotlight, the most popular stories, the hottest, the ones that are catching on, the ones that are getting attention, the ones that are linked from outside, that kind of thing. Um, the most obvious ones. But then we also want to continue kind of with our our uh, philosophy that we've had all along of highlighting simply our just best stories, our best written stories. It doesn't really much matter what it's about. If it's really well written, covers that subject well, we, we want to emphasize that also. And then, you know, there's a number of other criteria. There's There's what is most unique to us. You know, in other words, you know, news is typically news. We're, we're not probably doing a whole lot of of original news. I mean, once in a while, I think I, we have someone on the ground who's who's reporting on something live as it happens, that kind of thing. But for the most part, you know, we we want to emphasize that material which is most unique to us. So our reviews, of course, are unique. Um, so you know, something like this Obama Nation story, where where we came up with a theme and we're going to put that together, and that that will be unique to us. And and I can see that getting a fair amount, just as long as we do a good job. And I I have no doubt that we will. Um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time, but we have more time than than we have for most things. You know, we got some days to put it together. So um, you know, a- anyway, it was interesting just thinking about, you know, what is our philosophy, and I've been doing the promos on Technorati now for a while, for, uh, I guess it's been this year I've been doing it, 
more or less, most of this year. And so, you know, I've been learning kind of how that works, too. And it's been interesting to see there's, there's a definitely a different kind of, of, of um, quintessential reader at Technorati than there is at Blog Critics. I think ours are more sophisticated, um, certainly with words. Probably the Technorati readers are probably... In, in aggregate, more technically sophisticated, I would guess. Uh, but as far as writing and reading and, and uh, being in tune with the culture and picking up on the catchphrases and the buzzwords and the inside jokes, um, you know, that, that we end up utilizing a fair amount in titles and in spotlights and promos and stuff, blog critics readers definitely seem to be more sophisticated. So, it, you know, it's interesting to see what the differences are and what the commonalities are. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a really, really big deal for us. It's, it's We're going to get a fair amount of attention. In fact, we got a meeting tomorrow to talk about how we're handling the, the promo of it. All, I, all I've really done so far is, well, we're going to do our, our newsletter tomorrow. We're certainly going to talk about it in there. Um, that'll go out to all of our 12, 13, whatever it is, thousand people, uh, which is not bad. It's not a bad list. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be uh, – uh, we will be much more professional. I mean, the people who've seen it say, wow, you know, from a design standpoint. I mean, really, I think that's the biggest change immediately because some of these features that will be – rolling out, you know, won't quite be ready in time. Um, right. We, we should actually say, I mean, the, the, the design goal was to design something that from day one is beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's, it's I mean, I just can't get over it. And it's been, I've been looking at it for months and I still can't get over it. Um, so the design is really nice, but functionality our goal, with a couple of exceptions, is to basically reproduce what we have now. So there aren't going to be a ton of new features on launch day next week. Um, you know, come, come Monday, our, our goal, our hope, is that the site, you know, works more or less the same as it does now. Uh, we don't want to take too many steps back, but uh, just in, in the interest of getting it out there in a timely way, we're we're kind of you know, uh, I, I've been likening the last couple of weeks to the idea of uh, people in a, a plane that's gliding down for a landing and may just be coming up short of the runway. At some point, you start to, like, throw, throw chairs out the window to try to lighten the, the plane just a little. That's, that's almost how I felt. I mean, it was, I thought, oh, first it would be, you know, we're going to aim for just reproducing what we have, but it would be nice to stick in this new feature and that new feature and the other new feature. And the closer we get, the more of those new features definitely get pushed back. Uh, but like you said, the uh, the promotion thing is going to change, so that's that's going to be a really nice thing for the uh, for the editors primarily. The uh, writing the writers may be happy to see tags finally. We're going to do away with those pesky categories that a lot of people uh, seem to forget anyway, and uh, finally join the uh, Web 2.0 or Web 1.9 crowd with tags. So that's exciting. And uh, other than and that, uploading pictures. And yes, well, finally, finally, although it's a little bit, little bit clumsy on launch day, it'll, it'll improve over time. 
people will be able to upload uh, their profile photos for themselves. They'll be able to upload images for their articles. It'll be that'll be really nice. Yeah, it, it'll save a step as it is now. You know, readers and writers, uh, uh, people familiar with the site know. Yeah, we you know we do feature pictures, but we don't host any of them. So we'll now be able to actually host pictures, and we won't have to go through the whole process of, of putting the pictures up on a third-party site like a Flickr or whatever, <clears throat> and then linking from there. We'll, we'll actually be hosting pictures ourselves. So we'll have much more flexibility. Eventually, we'll be able to, to host uh, multimedia as well, and um, things will, yeah, I mean, we'll we will join the OOs on, on the media side of things. Lisa, hey, I know you had some stories you wanted to talk about a little bit, so before we run out of time, why don't we do that? Well, yeah, you know, one of the things that caught my eye this week as I was browsing around the site was um, Allie James's article about uh, Susan Boyle, the, uh, the uh, woman who sort of took, uh, I guess it's not American Idol, I guess it's a UK Idol, isn't it? by storm this week. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably both seen the, the clips by now. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 And um, I, I, I'm sort of wondering, you know, it's a really inspirational story, and I think it's, I think it's uh, wonderful for her that she's getting her, you know, five seconds in the spotlight. I was a little surprised by the reaction of some people who sort of seemed shocked, shocked to learn that the music industry, especially the pop music industry, seems to put more emphasis on looks than it does on raw talent. Um, I thought that shocked. was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought, <laughs> no, I'm not astounded. <laughs> shocked we are. It's just shocked. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of an interesting story, but I was sort of wondering as I was watching the uh, the YouTube stuff if they were really taken totally by surprise on that thing, or if maybe you know we're being played a little bit too, just for the just for the publicity aspect of it. Well, you're saying that you think that reality TV might might sometimes be slightly scripted. I think it might not be as you know real as as we think it is. Oh, oh, that's rocking my world. I just, I just can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah, that's a blow. <laughs> but, but what do we think is going to happen to Susan Boyle? Is she going to have a career in the recording industry? The thing I've noticed about the UK in general is they seem to be somewhat more amenable to what we would perceive, I think, as more niche sort of performers. You know, like someone like a Charlotte Church. I mean, in the U.S., it's just like, God, shut that little bitch up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, she drives me insane with her fluty classical voice, you know, but she's a huge star in the U.K., you know, yeah, singing yeah. singing whatever, you know. I mean, what is it? It's, it's uh, pop classics, I guess. I don't know, pop classical. Uh, something like that, and so there there seems to be, you know, certain genres that that uh, that people are more receptive to there than here, or maybe I'm just you know, I, maybe I'm just not aware of of those 
areas. Uh, you know, maybe it's just as much here. I mean, God, look at the. Uh, <laughs> if look through, we certainly have our own. You know, people who who music stars. You know, or or at least genre stars who uh, you know I would have never. I would not listen to twice, shall we say? But you know that that's probably my problem more than more than the uh, general population. Anyway, my point is, I think perhaps she could find a niche, and she may get you know a recording contract even um, uh, to do what she does. And uh, you know, there's, maybe there's slightly more of an appreciation from the you know the the art the the fine art standpoint over there maybe than there is here uh, you know I, I i think there's certainly a larger audience for that crossover area between pop and classical there than there is here and she maybe she'll fit into that i don't know but uh i you know th- they love their eccentrics over there you know you you have this long tradition you know with the with the aristocracy, for example, you know, allowed to be really just pretty damn weird over there and get away with it, you know. Yeah. There are weird people, yeah. you know. So, so perhaps that will, you know, she will find a place. If not, uh, you know, if nothing else, she has let people know that man, you know, there's people out there who who have lots and lots of talent, they just kind of don't have all the other stuff. And as we know, all the other stuff counts for a lot. All the other stuff really does count for a lot. And, of course, the whole the whole story, you know, just raises a lot of questions about, you know, how we, how we judge people and how we prejudge people because certainly – I think the the general gist of the story was that she was prejudged before she ever got on stage and opened her mouth, simply on the basis of her appearance. Sure, she looks and, like Miss Marple. Yeah, I mean, you could really see her. You know, I, I like to watch those uh, all of those uh, British sitcoms that they show on on uh, PBS on Saturday nights, and she'd be right at home in in any one of those. Oh, I think. she would. The 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 she dotty really middle aged, uh, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. I have to say, I mean, I, I for some reason I've been watching a lot of British television lately. Just uh, I guess probably it starts from Doctor Who and expands from there. Um, and one of the things I, or I guess there have been two things that I've noticed. One is that you're you're far more likely to find a a normal, average. You know, not not ugly necessarily, but not movie star quality person on a British, say, crime procedural than you are on a the U.S. equivalent. I mean, let's put it this way: one of the shows I watch is uh, Life with uh, Damien Penny, and I forget his co-star's name, which suddenly may may under undermine my point. But um, she is far more attractive, I suspect, than just about any female cop in the country. And yet, you know, nobody makes reference to this on the show Life. On the other hand, you know, you watch a, a British crime procedural, and most of the characters, male and female, look like more or less the kinds of people you'd see being cops. And I, 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 you, I used to watch Life. I, used to, I, I still watch Life. I used to love it. I used to not think anything about the fact that she's just so amazingly attractive. 
But after spending a couple of months watching almost nothing but British TV and then going back to catch up on episodes of Life, she's, it's weird. She stands out. Damien Penny stands out. They're just too good-looking to be cops. Well, you're right. I, I think uh, absolutely. I mean, and it's not even just TV. Look at film, you know. Um, the history of American versus British broadcast media, you know, or, or film – um, there's clearly differences, you know, and the perception is it's, Holly, it's Hollywood, you know, versus what is perceived to be a more, uh, you know, organic, more realistic uh, view of the world as presented, uh, you know, by either British TV or British film. But there's no question. People are, are you know, in, in Hollywood movies, and, and this includes the – the vast glut of, you know, kind of teen stuff or horror, you know, more genre-based stuff, everyone is good-looking. I mean, just down to the, you know, even the ugly people are good-looking. You know what I mean? They're ugly in a good-looking way. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just a look. There's a, there's a look that comes from Hollywood and pertains to Hollywood. And, and it is a very different look. There's more imperfections. There's more... Normality. There's more averageness. Uh, I, I completely agree on on British TV and and British film going you know all the way back. And I'm not sure exactly what it means. I don't know. Is it a reflection of the population, or is it simply a different um, set of priorities? You know, I I don't know exactly what it is, but. Uh, there's no question there's a large difference there. All right, well, it is now 7, uh, 7.02, and i got to go because we're meeting Kristen and her boyfriend for dinner and uh, going to discuss um, all kinds of really important things. And uh, lots of other things going on. Lily's final, her nine-year-old girl's final uh, rehearsals before... Her, her big uh, community theater debut in The Wizard of Oz on Friday. So with all that in mind, we must go. But, man, it's an exciting week up ahead, and we'll sure have a lot to talk about next week. Yes, we will. That, this time next week, we should have a new site. Yep. All right. Well, I'm uh, very excited about it, and I'm excited about the Obamination thing and, and uh, really looking forward to – Seeing how all this comes out, and equally interesting to me is how will it be perceived. So have a great evening, Philip and Lisa and everyone out there, and we will talk to you next week, 6 o'clock, Wednesday night, BC Radio Live. Thanks. Farewell.